Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach, engineer, relationship coach. Uh, I messed it all up, y'all. I'm also a strategist and a mental health advocate. And the reason why I messed it up, I'm looking at these things and I'm kind of looking at them and I'm like, y'all going to laugh tonight. Um, and speaking of mental health, next week. We have a special show with a special guest, and we're going to talk about mental health and how it relates to your relationship. So make sure you come back next week. So without further ado, we're going to dig in. So today's episode, we're talking about catering to your significant other. You know, I think it was Destiny's Child that had that song, Cater to You, and it's real lovey-dovey. And then we're also talking about, are you doing that, or are you just pacifying? And we're going to talk about this. So let's go, y'all. We're going to get it in. Y'all know I got I got some heat for you tonight. So catering to your significant other. Normally, when we think about this, we're thinking about, you know, a lot of times you'll see this in a lot of relationships. It'll be during the honeymoon stage and you're doing all the lovey-dovey romantic stuff and, 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 and doing those things that you know your significant other enjoys and likes and you're doing it selflessly and you're doing it because you, you've grown to know them and you want to make sure that they feel good and, and you're doing those things that you know that are going to grow the relationship because you love them, because you respect them, and you like them. And throughout a relationship, if you're in it for a really long amount of time, you'll notice sometimes that those things that may lose frequency, you know, people will say it got boring, people will say, you know, we've been together so long, it doesn't feel like it did in the beginning. But you're still there and you're still in love and you know that you're not going anywhere. So here's the thing. I wanted to bring this up when I talk about pacifying. Because I think a lot of people fall into this category. And the key here is, is that we need to identify which one we're doing. Because if we're not doing the one that benefits the relationship, then we also we got to kind of retrain how we think. Right. So if you've grown into a person who just exists in a relationship, you know, you're not going anywhere. You love them, but you kind of, you know, you've been there for a while. You've been there for some years and you start to grow into a person who starts to pacify your partner versus catering to them from a from a, a loving space. Right. And we're going to give some context to this in a minute. A lot of times when you turn into a pacifier. Overall, we're going to break it down. I have four four points I want to make, four categories I want to take you to. But a lot of times pacifying, the big umbrella over pacifying, is you just want that person to just kind of leave you alone. And I'm just going to do this thing to make you happy so I can go about my day. It doesn't sound like a person that's in a loving relationship. It sounds like a roommate. sounds like you're being bothered by your mama. Right. And some of our relationships feel like that. Right. And so you have to 
It's also a lesson in open and honest communication, right? And we talk about this a lot on this show. When you have open and honest communication with your partner, then your relationship starts to turn into something that's, especially if you if you started off not having that open and honest communication, and then you grew into a couple who kind of figured out that it was it was missing and then you corrected it, then your relationship starts to feel different. It starts to feel closer. You feel that love again because now you can be yourself, right? You don't have to wear the mask anymore to keep home happy. So this is what happens to people who may not have that open communication. They've kind of disconnected a little bit, but they know they're not going anywhere, right? They want to they still rock with you. They just may not, they may have lost their way and they and they really... You know, you're growing in and out of love. You're growing in and out of like on a regular basis. And you just want to sit down and just leave me alone. I'm going to the man cave. Oh, what else do you need from me? Right? It starts to feel like a chore. The little things start to feel like big chores. So this is where we're going with this tonight. So I, I titled a couple of bullet points for emphasis. And I want you guys to really pay attention to what I call these things. I want you to identify with these things. If it's not you, it's someone you know. I guarantee you 2,000%. Okay? So here we go. Y'all ready? And, and, and this is the thing. Um, we're going to have some fun with this. But I also want you to absorb it. Because it's going to mean something to you in the end. And I really want you guys, especially two different types of people this is going to be catered to. Pun intended. People who are in stagnant relationships and people who are looking to a, to get into a relationship these are the things that you need to kind of look out for because i always talk about doing a, a temperature check on your relationship every so often to make sure y'all still good right and this is part of one of those checks when you start to feel these things so item number one i'm going to call this one the down payment I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. It's when you do things that typically fall under the umbrella of catering to your partner, but you're doing it as a down payment on some peace and quiet later. <laughs> How many people know what that means? You're doing it so that you don't have to argue later. You don't have to worry about being nagged later. You don't have to worry about them bothering later because you did the thing that they like. And the only reason you did it it was a down payment on peace later because you know it's coming, right? And this speaks to the larger picture of that open and honest communication. You're not really talking about those things that bother you, so you're sitting on it. So you'd rather just put that, do that thing, hope they're happy, and then you can go about your way and have your peace of mind. The problem with that is, is that the person that you're doing the stuff for doesn't know that there's an issue. Talk about this a lot on the show. So when you do that, sometimes what it looks like is they won't just do one thing, right? Let me tell you what this looks like in real life. Let's say you have a partner. You know, they, they've grown to be kind of lazy. And then you know that y'all kind of have your arguments here and there, but it's not really crazy. It's just like relationship stuff. That person will mop the floor, wash the dishes, vacuum, make up the bed. And then when you get home, you're like, oh my God, thank you, baby. 
but don't you dare come and bring any mess to me later because I just put a down payment on peace. I'm going to need you to back up. <laughs> Look at what I did. I need a cookie now. That's what I mean by down payment. I need for you guys to, to absorb this. And when you start to see this stuff, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And that's when you know that there's probably some dialogue that needs to happen because it doesn't happen often. And if you're the person that's the recipient of this behavior and this stuff that they're doing, which they think they're doing for you, but it's uncharacteristic of them, that's a red flag for you to say, I love this person. I'm happy that they did this, but we may need to, there's something maybe that they're, that they're doing this for because they keep wanting to separate from me and have that peace of mind over here. We all need our space. But when you need too much space and that is only because you don't want to be around me, it's a problem. So you're doing all of this stuff to kind of put a down payment on me being able to do something later, right? Pay attention to that. I know you guys know this. And so the comments... Um, Tashura says, oh, so they will shut up. Yep. And Erica says they're filling up that resentment piggy bank. Yep. That's exactly what it means. And when you and we talk about this a lot on this show, but I want to get the reason why I do these shows like this. They're all tangential to each other because I want you to put the pieces to the puzzle together. They all come from similar places, but I want you to recognize the behavior from different perspectives so that you can understand how this works. Right. So the down payment is just you, to recap, is you doing stuff that sometimes is uncharacteristic of yourself just to make the partner um, feel satisfied for that moment so that you can go sit down later and not have to worry about them nagging you and bothering you, right? If somebody's doing something for you not to nag, that means the nagging is an issue even before they did that. That's the point of communication, right? So think about that. So we got three more left. So the next one is called <laughs> I Must Break You. You guys ever seen, and I know some of y'all are really young, but y'all ever see the movie Rocky IV where they had the Russian Ivan Drago, right? In, in that moment where Rocky went and stood toe-to-toe -to -toe for him, toe-to-toe -to -toe with him, and he was this big menacing character that everybody was scared of, and he just looked him in the eye, and he was like, I must break you. I must break you. When you have a partner that you are afraid of, you're afraid of their anger. Sometimes that partner doesn't necessarily make you afraid, but they want to beat you down, right? And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. Let's give it some context. You guys know about the love languages, right? And you know... Those love languages are something that you probably should identify in each other and kind of communicate to each other who you are, what you need, so that I know that I'm serving you appropriately as your partner, right? This isn't the perfect world. Most of us don't even know what our love language is. But if you do and you realize that that person that's in your house, what they tend to do is if, let's say, for an example, my partner's love language is quality time and there's a certain amount of quality time that they need to be fulfilled but i don't know what that is because i'm not really a big quality time person like you i'm an acts of service person right that person will beat you down 
and force the love language out of you to the point where it becomes a chore for you to even do it. And they're forcing you to do it almost like a terrorist. Like they want, they're holding you hostage for their love language instead of you coming to a point where you know maybe Derek isn't a quality time person, but he's giving me like half of what I want. I know he's really not that guy, but he's at least trying. They want 100% and they're going to take it from you. And when they come to you and you like, you know what, babe, I've been working all day. And they're like, you know, I, I just need to spend more time with you. It sounds like this to a person. I must break you. They didn't Ivan dragged you. And so it, this, again, that open communication means everything. You got to be able to feel when your partner feels like they're under duress. You got to feel that and know that. And, and, and Gunterman always talks about this. I'm not you. And if I'm not you, I may not want as much quality time as you, but I'm willing to do it. I want it, but I may not be as quality time person as you. So it may not look the same for me, but I'm going to do what I can to make you happy. It's when you try to yank it from them. And it's... I must break you. You want your partner to be afraid to even talk to you or deal with you, you do that. Try to force something out of them. That's the resentment as well. It will build up over time. You know, these people that feel like they you dragging them somewhere. When ultimately, if the communication is there, that person may not necessarily always like the place or like the thing, but they're going to do it because they want to spend time with you. And it won't feel like a drag. So make sure that you're not walking around the house like this dude. I must break you. Don't do it. Um. <laughs> wait, there's more. <laughs> this next one. This next bullet point. I'm calling. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up! <sighs> it's when you do those catering things for your partner for one reason and one reason only to make them shut up. Shut up! That's it. Leave me alone and shut the hell up. I did this thing for you. Go away. When you have one of those, it's a big red flag, ladies and gentlemen. Because that means it's a dis that's a huge disconnect there. Huge disconnect in communication, huge disconnect in behavior. People that do that, they're normally not the most affectionate people with their partner anymore because they just living in there hoping that you'll go away. And every time they do something, as soon as you know that they did it and you're like, thank you. However, did you want to do this other thing? Shut up! I already did the thing. Shut up. Leave me alone. I'm doing me. Seven days a week. I need you to catch that. Don't want to be bothered. You like flowers? Here's your flowers. Hope you had a good day. That's what you said you like, right? Shut up! Somebody, somebody ribs is hurting right now. <laughs> Think about it. If you haven't been this person, 
you've been the recipient of you've you've been on one end or the other, and maybe you didn't even know it. Sometimes you can even see it in their face. They just really don't give a damn. They just doing it. And I always talk about these people who these men, like men, like I can only talk about men, but like you know, you, when you go on these holidays, and, and and you know it's like a gift giving holiday or whatever, and you got to get you got to get a card. As a man, I talked about this maybe once before. When you go in the car aisle on Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or one of any of those holidays where you got to get a gift for your significant other, if you ever go to the car aisle and there's no women there, the conversations be off the chain. And they start to sound like this. Man, I better go ahead and get this car so she can be quiet because if I don't do this, I ain't going to be able to be able to uh breathe in the house man that man and they just be high-fiving each other like man yeah man last last year i forgot this man and i couldn't even speak to her for a week let me go ahead and do this now it's funny as shit but it's also very telling you don't want to create an environment where your partner feels like that because all they doing is they're trying to make you shut And sometimes you know that, that they're trying to make you shut up, but you just accept it and you smile anyway. There's still communication that's missing there. Way before the holiday even happened. And it's been going on for years and years and years. Because a man like that or a woman like that, their sole purpose is to make sure that that home is happy by any means necessary, not out of love. Because they want you to shut up. So they can breathe and have peace of mind. And you have to ask yourself, why would a person want to have to breathe and have a peace of mind from me every day? It has to point back to something else, but we don't think about that. Why do they need to detach from me so much? Why do they need peace from me so much? What are they not telling me? Or what am I, what am I doing to make them feel that way? That I, don't need, I may or may not realize you've got to have these conversations. Because you know it don't feel right. And a lot of times when you sit the person down, they be like, oh, we good. You have to respectfully and with the right tone really be able to say it's got to be something a little deeper because I want you to feel comfortable in your own home. You have to achieve that or it's going to turn into something else later. I guarantee you. Let me see these uh, comments. Um, dope discussion says we can feel when it's coming from a place of sincerity or frustration. Yeah. But here's the thing. How many people address it? Or do we just thank you for the car and keep it moving? That's what most of us do. And that is a point where there has to be some communication because you don't want somebody to feel like it's a chore to them to care about you. Doesn't that even sound crazy? I'm married to you, but it's a chore for me to, to give a damn. Something's, something broke somewhere along the line. Some resentment is there, and, and it didn't get resolved. So make sure that when you are doing something to cater to your partner, that it is not for the sole purpose of making them shut up. Because you don't want to be there. <laughs> and last but not least, Y'all know this one all too well. Take one for the team. 
And if you don't know what this means, <laughs> I'm about to tell you. There's a lot of people that are in relationships that do what I call take what's called taking one for the team. And that's when you do something for the sole purpose of doing something with your partner that you know you're not going to have a good time. You know you're really not going to really like whatever it is they choose. It's their thing, not yours. There's no part of you that wants to be there, but you suck it up and do it. Not because you want her to shut up, because we just talked about that, or him. You're doing it so that you can buy yourself an outing for yourself later. Let me repeat. You're taking one for the team. Even though you don't like whatever it is, you're going to do it for them. They're going to feel like you're doing the thing that they want you to do with them. But when it comes time for you to go out, they can't say shit because you took one for the team. So that type of catering ain't really catering, is it? <laughs> and I know a lot of people, a lot of us, have taken a lot of ones for the team. But you got to ask yourself, if me and my partner are not the same person, there's going to probably be some things that they want to do that I'm not really as excited about. But what you should be excited about is the fact that y'all rock together. So even if you don't like where you're going, you with the person that you care about and love the most. That's so if you don't have that feeling, there's a conversation to be had. How did you get there? Because you wasn't there when you said I do. It wasn't there when you when you was having that long term relationship. What happened? That spending time with your partner is a chore to you. It's something that you despise, but you suck it up and take one for the team so that you can buy yourself an outing later that you're going to actually feel like you could be yourself. I need y'all to catch that. I can't even be myself when I'm with my partner, so I'm going to buy myself some time to go out where I can really be me. Let me look at the comments because I see some scrolling over here. Um... Dope Discussion says, if you're asking for the basics and they still get frustrated, then they don't give a damn about you. I need for y'all <laughs> to, to hear these things. Um, Tashura says, facts. <clears throat> Tony Watts is here uh, from Real Shop Talk. Um, yeah, everybody, make sure you hit the like button. Um I need y'all to soak these in. I'm going to go back down the list one more time. Just a small recap, and then we're going to get out of here because tonight wasn't going to be long because next week we have a, an amazing guest coming. Those flyers are going to start populating early because I really want, want you guys to, um, to support that show and make sure that you come back because we're going to be really doing kind of a deep dive on mental health and how it impacts your relationships. But the spin on it is, is the things that we do every day that we don't realize are affecting our mental health and it affects how we show up in our relationships. So here's the recap. Are you catering to your partner or are you pacifying your partner? The first out of the four was doing a catering task with your partner as a down payment. 
a down payment is very similar to what we talked about with taking one for the team, but it's not to buy you an outing later. It's to buy you peace of mind from an impending argument that you know is going to happen. I did this thing, so you should be leaving me alone. So any animosity you had coming my way, I washed your car for you. I mowed the lawn. I bought you the flowers you like. Leave me alone. So you're doing all that stuff to put a down payment on peace of mind later. We all need our me time. We all need our time to kind of purge all the stress and all of that. But you're in a relationship. So you keep putting a down payment to buy time to not be able to talk to your partner about what's bothering you or you just don't give a damn. Just leave me alone. Stop it. <laughs> the next one. I must break you. Rocky Four. I must break you. You got a partner that you, that's forcing you like a tyrant. This my love language and you gonna give it to me the way I want it now. I must break you. You gave me quality time, but it ain't enough to satisfy me, so I'm taking it from you. I must break you. How you think your partner feel when you when you do that? <laughs> they're not you. They can compromise. You can do a lot of the stuff you want, but they're not you. That's the contract you signed, whether it's verbal or not, whether you're married or not, you decide to commit to that person. You're gonna work with them. But are you are you are you yanking and forcing that thing because that's your love language? And are they are they getting served on the other side, or is it really just about you? So now that partner. Feels like they're catering to you, but you really forced it out of them. But you took it by force. It's not really a cater. <laughs> we do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> so y'all gotta have a that's a conversation. I don't feel comfortable with <laughs> with you with you yanking me and pulling me and doing. Can we talk first? I enjoy being with you, but but slow down. I'm, I want to be, I want to do more, but I'm an acts of service person. Like I, I don't, the quality of time, I'm going to have to grow into that. Stop trying to take it from me. Because the catering part is going to feel like a chore now. The next one, shut the hell up. Shut up. It's only doing things that feel like you're catering for the sole purpose of shutting them up. I'm tired of her bothering me. I'm tired of him bothering me. Let me do this thing so they can shut up and leave me alone. A lot of these things sound similar because they come from the same source. Shut up. All that yapping you're doing, shut it up. I already did all the stuff before you even got home. Be quiet. If you're living in existence like that, some conversations need to be had. A lot of us have been there. Just wanting to be quiet. You need to focus. Leave me alone. Stop bothering me. Imagine saying that about a person that you're supposed to love more than anything in the world. So I'm only going to be nice to you. I'm only going to do the things you like because I want you to shut up. 
You don't want to live that existence. It's like living in a jail. All of these. You don't want this. If you if you could have the foresight, that's why you got your boy. That's why y'all here tonight. That's why y'all going to share this. If you knew these things, whether you knew them beforehand or whether you're currently in a relationship dealing with it now, these are these are key points and red flags that you need to address so that your partner and you don't hurt each other. So your partner and you don't hurt each other. So your partner and you don't hurt each other. That's a recipe for disaster is when you start hurting each other and you don't talk about it. That's why these things exist. Because I just want you to go away. Because the only peace I have is without you. But we live in the same house. I need for y'all to hear that. Erica asked a question. Does this include sex too? Absolutely. And I know y'all know this. People be literally having chore sex. That's right. I said it. Chore sex. I'm just doing it so that you can leave me alone. I don't even, because I need for you guys to understand this. When you have this much animosity and resentment in your house, if you have this much animosity in your, in your heart and in your mind, is your partner really sexy to you anymore? Do you even really want to sleep with them like that? It's a chore. And if you have one partner that's really ag aggressively asking for it and you're the one that's like, <sighs> then you're only doing the sex for one purpose and one purpose only. Shut up! It's not enjoyable. Because you in the house with an enemy combatant, not a spouse. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Chore sex. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And the last one we just talked about taking one for the team. You're going and doing stuff for the sole purpose of you buying yourself time to go out on your own and have fun and be the real you. Another chore. You don't want your interactions and your outings and the things you do and the flowers and the and whatever the gifts and the, you don't want that to feel like a chore. How does it feel like a chore, but you in love? Like it doesn't, it's not supposed to work that way. <laughs> we don't live in a perfect world, but damn it, we could try to do better and be better. And if you exist in a relationship, right? And things feel like a chore. Your redemption story starts with communication. And sometimes you're going to need someone to help unclog the drain. Because your vision of how you see them has been altered. So you're going to need someone to realign and give you a tune-up on that. Because the person that you see as the enemy combatant, that, that voice still sounds the same. It's like a little kid. You're not going to listen. So that's why we have counselors, therapists, coaches to be able to kind of look at it from a bird's eye view and say, Y'all are really two good people. Y'all just not talking. Let's get that together. Let me show you some tools on how to do this. There is a redemption after resentment. But you got to be willing. Both parties have to be willing to do the work to get there. Because you don't want your, your things that you do for your significant other to be a chore. Let me read some of these comments and then we're going to get out of here.
Um, Tashura says, chore sex sound like the sex I had in my previous marriage. Yeah, y'all, like, I'm just putting random names on them, but y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Erica said, I had a lot of chore sex in my first marriage. Not fun. Um, <laughs> I Russell says, chore sex right before my divorce. I know this one. And Triumphant TV says, unclog the drain. Yeah, yeah. When you build up so much resentment and you're doing a lot of chores, you don't even like the person no more. You just there. And then you go and do those things like go on vacation, chore vacations, chore, <laughs> chore dinners, <laughs> chores, chores, chores. Because you don't even know what it, you don't even want to know what it feels like to be single. So you just stay in it and you do the chores. It's jail. Who wants to be in jail voluntarily? It's your own personal hell. When everything you do is a chore. And I want y'all to digest this. Watch the replay over and over again. Because these are the things that we see in our partners. But we don't acknowledge it. Because we're like, okay, did remember my birthday. He did give me a gift. Thank you, baby. And then you have chore sex. So... <laughs> <laughs> Love Tucker said, can I get a chore vacation? <laughs> uh, I think you probably can. It's a lot of folks out here getting flued out. <laughs> Love Tucker. Love Tucker. Love Tucker. My friend. <laughs> That's a larger conversation that we can have on the side side. I got answers for you. She said, I don't get love bombs or chore vacation. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a side-side conversation, but I got answers. I can tell you exactly why in less than five minutes, my friend. So anyway, because um, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Erica says, this is the last, uh, last comment, and then, I'm, and then we're going to get out of here. Last couple comments. Erica said, I think that's why I don't find joy in cooking because for so many years, I felt obligated to do it for an ungrateful man. See? And and every time you cook, you just hate that person even more. You're like, here's your shit. <laughs> Eat up. <laughs> All right, Tashura and whoever else, you do not want to get flued out. The type of dudes that's flying chicks out is not the type of dudes y'all want. I love y'all. I'm not going to let y'all. I'm standing in front of the tire on the plane. That plane ain't taking off. <laughs> you don't want that. Trust me. <laughs> and the love bombs ain't worth it either. You don't want no part to that. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Um, like I said, catch the replay. Send us out to, to some folks that you know need to hear this stuff. I tried to put it in plain language so everybody can understand what I'm saying. And um. And, and, and that way you can send it to multiple age groups, multiple types of relationships and let them know um, to sure says, can she get driven out? Yeah, y'all keep on keep on asking for these toxic things and it might come knocking on your door. So y'all y'all need to shh. <laughs> you don't want to put that energy out there. Trust me. 
Um, I'm not gonna let it happen to y'all though, cause I love y'all and I see I see it all. So if it if it starts to come your way, I'm jumping in front of it like a safety patrol. Like <laughs> you will not pass. <laughs> so so that's right. I said safety patrol. Damn it. Um, so we're gonna get out of here. Um, I thank you guys, especially the people that's been commenting. And um and yeah, we just gonna keep on pushing, man. Like I had the um the 100th show. That 100th show was amazing. I got some clients that want to work with me just from watching that show. Things are working the way I wanted to, but I want to do. I want to give you guys like I want. I want you guys to have tools that you can take home with you, even when I'm not live. So I want to. I'm building things for you right now as we speak, so that you can get stuff on demand. I want you guys to be able to get the help you want, and and I have a network of 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 other people that have services and coaching businesses that, that we can refer to each other if we need to. So now that we have that, if it's not me, it's somebody that I, that I have linked arms with that I know can help you out better. Right? So let's just keep on pushing guys. Um, whatever you got going on, don't give up, keep pushing. It's going to be worth it in the end, even if the end is just you learning a lesson to move you on to the next to the next point. Also, before I leave, today is Gunter Man's birthday. Age to be unknown, but happy birthday, brother, from the Real Shop Talk. Also, guys, make sure you go to www.realshoptalk.net. We're here every Monday live. Go there. All of our profiles are there. All the shows are there. Next week, we got a hell of a show. Um, and I want you guys to make sure you support that as well. Make sure you support that YouTube page as well and come back here every week. Relationshipgumbo.info. Make sure that you go there and get all the stuff. I'm going to start trying to revamp the site so it can reflect all of this new stuff I'm doing. So I'm going to be doing that over the next couple of days. So it's more user friendly for you, more mobile friendly for you, for your phones and all of that stuff. I got all that stuff coming down the pipe. So I'm working hard for you. I'm working hard for me. I want everybody to win. So Let's support each other. Let's follow each other. Let's purchase whatever items from each other. Do what we got to do to support each other. And, uh, and I'm going to land with that. I want you guys to have an amazing night. Have an amazing weekend. Make sure you stay safe. Take care of each other. Take care of your family and your friends. And even people that's not your family and your friends. Take care of the people that are in your scope and, and, uh, and everything will be all right. So on that note, y'all have a great night. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo